Welcome back to the People of the PNW podcast. This is a podcast we've created for our Pacific Northwest region people, and it's all about like the best things that are happening out there. As Kelly and I go out into the field all the time, we learn great things from the people out there, and we're learning great things from the offices and, and the practices and processes that we're doing. So we really wanted to share it with you guys. As your regional developer in our long-term group of teams, I'm really proud about the big strides that we're making on working together across boundaries and continuously building a stronger brand for Express. Kelly, I know you've been a big part of this and I really appreciate everything you're doing to help with this too. So thank you. Thanks, Dawn. It's fun to try and and teach people things in a little bit different way. I think we're all sick of reading emails. That's pretty much all we do. So I think it's nice that you could hopefully just listen to us, even if the editing is always the best. (laughs) (laughs) We are kind of rookies at this, but we really appreciate it. And we hope that you're getting value out of it. We've got some great feedback. So thanks to all of you. And thanks to you, Kelly. Thanks. Don Colston here again, your Pacific Northwest Regional Developer. And today, along with Kelly Rosso, we have Ashley Stone. It's her new married name, formerly Ashley Witchie from the Centralia office joining us in the studio. Hey, Ashley. Hey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Loving the new name, by the way. Thank you. And the stone that goes along with it. I kind of like it too. <laughs> How's married life? What are you like a month in now? Yeah, it's been about a month. Yeah. So far, so good. Has anything (laughs) changed, really? Nothing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. It's, like, so different than the old days where it was, like, you would move in together, Mm -hmm. and one of the guys that we're friends with got married, moved in, got a new job, and, like, moved out of his parents' house the first time. (laughs) So that that just segues right into our topic today, (laughs) which is dealing with change in the workplace. So talk about change. That's a lot of change at one time. Yeah, I don't know how he did it. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're hoping to share some ideas on how to adapt and cope with change within our organizations and our different offices. As we all know, change is inevitable. It will happen and it will happen often probably. Some of the change is really good. (laughs) We know that. Like getting married. Yes. (laughs) And some of it not so good, which we will address throughout this. But, you know, we asked Ashley here because as we work with different offices within the region and we're out there working with Ashley, you know, she's gone through so much change in such a short time. How long have you been with Express? I've been with Express for just about, just over four years. Yeah. Four and, and a half years, maybe. The change, and we'll talk about some of it that she's faced during that time has been crazy. So I think how she's handled it and how their office has significantly grown and the results that they've had is going to be a great tribute to everything that she's done to handle and cope with change. Well, thank you. Of course. And I think just because you've proven to adjust to the different and adapt to the different ways that change comes at you is why we thought this would be a great topic. Plus you're in our office. Yeah. And I honestly, I love change. I think change is fantastic. It's really just a part of my personality, I guess. And I really enjoy it. I get a lot out of it. I expect it. I probably push change more than maybe I should. Some people in the (laughs) office are like, okay, slow down. We just did this and we're changing it. Yeah, let's try something new. 
That's my but. part of my personality too. And I always like I have such a hard time understanding because there's people in offices that like if you move a piece of paper to mm-hmm. the other side or a, a calendar or you move their desk a little bit, they're like completely thrown off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I definitely have to check myself a little bit and make sure that I'm not throwing too much at the team. But um we have dealt with a lot of change and we've just from I started as FOC and you know, moved into staffing and then moved into office management. And it just, it's exciting to me. That is exciting. Okay. So before we dive in, speaking of change, Kelly, you've had a recent change in your world, a wonderful one, I know, but share. I had a baby. I don't know if anyone's heard. (laughs) Pretty much all of the offices sent really lovely gifts that I use all the time. So thank you. Yeah. Having a baby is kind of a big deal. And I feel like going into it, I thought, oh, you know, it's not going to be that hard. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I think it's just like, and I always tell people when they get into this industry, my pitch is like, yeah, if you feel like you've been the type of person who is just like good at everything, you're going to feel like you're really crappy at this job for a while. Like, I just want to give you a heads up. And it's like the same thing with parenting, except you never feel like you're good at it. We're like six months in and I could, there's just no way in my life I'm ever going to feel like I'm good at it again. Oh, you are good at it. I know you're good at it. Well, she can't tell you any different at this point. (laughs) You love her. She's a joy. So your daughter, Quinn, correct? Yes, Quinn. Congratulations. Thanks, Dawn. And from a work work perspective, you came back to work after a few months. So tell us about that change. I mean, obviously you added so much more responsibility to your day to day, but, and which means less sleep, less, you know, energy, less time. Talk about that and how you stayed, I think even better at your job, like high quality, high efficiency. So can you share? Thank you. I don't think my laundry room would agree that we're like high efficiency. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think going into it, First of all, I felt like I was in a like a place in my career where it would make sense with having more schedule flexibility. And I feel like I had been at the point where I had built a, a trust and a relationship with you where you know that like on the weeks, I call them hell weeks. They're actually my favorite, but like where we've got a, an owner's meeting and a training and like eight people in from corporate all in the same, you know that I'm 24 hours, I'll be there. And because we've built that trust, there's also weeks where it's, you know, it got to the end of my pregnancy where it felt like I was at doctor's appointments the entire week too, where like you understand that I'm going to work when I, when, when you need me. So, which means pretty much all this past weekend you worked because I needed you. So thank you for that. It was two phone calls. (laughs) So I think we, I had gotten to that point where I knew I had that flexibility and, and also my husband is really supportive of my career. He doesn't always understand it, but he's supportive of it. So before we decided to have kids, there was like an understanding like, hey, I'm still going to have to travel and you're going to need to know how to do these things. But then once you have a baby, like everything goes out the window <laughs> and everything that you've ever talked about. <laughs> so I think it's just just making changes. And, and I, I pride myself on being a pretty good problem solver. And I think it's really just trying to solve the problem and, and understanding, you're, you know, you're not going to be able to do everything all the time and just prioritize. And it, it definitely has impacted my career in that, you know, I can't really work that late anymore a lot of times unless it's pre-scheduled and pre-arranged. So I, it might mean, you know, sometimes I've edited podcasts at like 10 o'clock at night, 
But, you know, I also got that time with my family earlier and, and taking breaks when you can, or, you know, maybe it means running to the grocery store in the middle of the day instead of, so it's all about being flexible and just kind of adjusting. And you kind of have to look at your life a little bit differently. Correct. Yeah. And you've done that well. So thank you for that. And so, having a supportive boss, of course, <laughs> Don never is like, what do you mean you have to do that? <laughs> well, and one of the things why I wanted to really kind of go down this path is right now we have a handful of people within our region out on maternity leave, several leaders. We have several people running admin desks. So we have a lot of people on maternity leave and they're going to have to face this. And some of them are on their second or I think one's on their third child. So they're going to have to face adding that additional responsibility. And what does that mean for their job? Because we all are professionals. We all have a lot of busy things going on in our world, but it's important that everyone's present and attentive to what we're focused on and the growth in our region. Right. I mean, I think personally being a first time mom, it's really scary when you've been super career focused and I'm sure Sierra, I know it was her first too. Mm -hmm. You, you kind of feel in the beginning, like you have to overcompensate it's not okay if you have to leave because of a child-related issue because in your head you're feeling like, well, maybe I'm not going to be considered for stuff in the future. And after you kind of settle into it, you you figure out the entire world hasn't changed. Like your job's still the same. You just have to organize yourself a little better. Yeah, true that. <laughs> so Ashley, give us a little, I know you touched a little bit on the different roles and changes already that you've had within Express, but can you give us kind of your timeline you know, when you started four years ago almost, mm -hmm. and kind of the lengths of each of those roles. Yeah, so I started as FOC in April of 2015, and I was in that position the rest of that year, so about eight months. And then I moved into a staffing role, and at that time, it was because of a need. You know, our only staffing consultant at that time was no longer with us, so I stepped up and, and filled that spot, and there was four of us in the office at that time, and I stayed in that role for about a year, and that's when um, Matthew started kind of going into more of a general manager position over the three offices that Reed has, and that's when I started doing a little bit more of the management and kind of, you know, also as well as staffing, and I've been doing that for since then for about two and a half years. Like a superstar, you have been. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> I know, yeah. And if you don't know, Centralia has been on a steady climb ever since you've taken the lead on that. So congrats on that. Thank you. When you became the office manager in Centralia, how did you adjust with the additional responsibilities and the time management or basically just your overall sanity of it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was definitely difficult because it seemed like the whole, my whole entire career with Express, it's always just taking on more and then more and then more. And it definitely did get to a point where I was like, this is a lot. This is too much. Um, I might've cried a couple times. <laughs> we, uh, all we all do that. Have. <laughs> we all cry. John has a chair in her office that they oh, call, Kelly. they call the crying <laughs> oh, chair good. There's and there's always it. tissues next to it. <laughs> oh good. Perfect. Um, but it's, I, I think it's really just about trying different things and seeing what works. Cause I've always just believed in being really flexible. And I think we talked about that a little bit already, but just being flexible with trying new things and being okay if something doesn't work and then trying something else and keeping going. And 
that's always just kind of been the way I've gotten through a lot of the different things that have been added onto my plate along the years. And you've done, I think, such a good job because I feel like I like change too, but I have a tendency to let's change this, but then I don't fully commit to it. So there's not a good plan in place. And if it doesn't work, 15 minutes, I want to switch. <laughs> you come up with a good plan and you commit to it. That's I'm, I definitely am a planner at my core. So I love to have a plan in place and to have a calendar that has exactly what I'm doing throughout the day. And obviously I've realized over the years that you have to plan for the unexpected. You can't plan out your whole day in this industry. You just can't. Um, especially as a leader. Yeah, especially as a leader. Just so chaos every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing worse than having a team be like, oh, she doesn't have any time in her calendar to yeah. talk to me. You want to be available. You to have them. to be available. And so I think I do love that plan and I love being able to put a plan in place and then spread it throughout the whole team so everybody gets on board and everybody can kind of see that vision. And the team has been amazing about getting on board with the crazy things that I throw out there. So that's been helpful. Yeah, that's good. So unfortunately, one of the biggest adjustments and losses you and the rest of us experienced was the devastating passing of Matthew last year. Again, change in your leader, loss of a dear friend, change in your daily resource that you went to all the time. I mean, I was kind of around and experiencing this with you as you were going, but that change in the emotional status of your team was a really tough one. And even the clients and the community and the atmosphere, how did you pick yourself up while still providing support during that, all those changes? Well, I think that the biggest thing, first of all, is that we just slowed down. We didn't keep going at the pace that we were going and we didn't try to pretend like that's what we needed to do. We all knew and accepted that we need to slow down. We need to take some time and everybody's going to deal with it differently and, um, you know, respond differently and grieve differently. And so we really just slowed down and we let that, you know, whatever those emotions were, we let those come out. We talked to each other and had a lot of support within the office and from around the region from everybody around us. So I think just, again, realizing and knowing that you have to adapt and you have to be flexible and you have to know that it's, you know, different things are going to come at different times. And it's not always the time for full go ahead and growth, growth, growth. Sometimes it's just, you've got to just take a minute and get yourself together. But I think that when we did start to move forward again in our normal daily routine, it definitely was different. And having Reed be involved more often in the day-to-day -day is not something that I had experienced that much of before. And it was just another opportunity to learn something new and to get a different perspective and to hear different ideas on different things. So I think even in the midst of like a tragic event like that, you have to just be open for what the change will help you to learn and what, how you can use that and how you can move forward. So that's what we tried to do. Well said. And you know, the thing about that was you guys kind of had that motivation to, to grieve and work together and communicate. And Kelly and I were part of that uh, at the very beginning and, and kind of throughout, but so we experienced that with you. But I think the part that was was a, an additional driver is knowing Matthew and 
being around Matthew, and I want to say all this without actually all of us breaking out into tears because mm-hmm. he he was such a fabulous man, as you all know, and a leader within our region. But like he, it's like he his spirit was there saying, "You guys got this. Like keep going. Like yeah. you kind of did it for him, and you you stepped up in so many ways through all this change. Like because you knew he was there, still supporting you. Yeah." I mean, that's definitely what he would want us to do and he would be cheering us on. So yeah, we kind of took that on and just said, hey, we have to do this in his memory and for him because he is a huge reason why each one of us in the office are who we are today and has just imparted so much into us that we have to keep that going and keep it alive. So, Well, and one of the things too is I think Reed fed off of that as well. And the reason Reed stepped back in is he did such a great job of empowering people like Matthew yeah. and you and Nicole and Samantha, but he he knew like, hey, they need me and they mm-hmm. need me in this way. And he adjusted and changed as you were adjusting and changing. It yeah. was it was really nice to see. It was great to have him there. And again, even just the difference between his way of doing things or his perspective and Matthew's way of doing things and perspective they're different. And so you do learn different things from each person. So it really became a growth opportunity and it really turned into something, you know, we were able to take that terrible situation and and turn it into good. So, but what if it, besides the fact it was just such a, it was so horrible. Like I'll never forget that day. It was such a horrible experience for Mm -hmm. all of us just, and Reed and his wife, Kathy, are the most kind and gracious, warm people I could ever think of. And he just knew what to say in that moment, even though I'm sure he felt the same way that we all did. What do we do? But it just from knowing their different personalities, what a change it must have been going from Matthew, who's this very high eye and mm-hmm energy and and changes and well why don't we just do it like this and Reed is much more thoughtful and and it must have been just it's like Don leading the region then all of a sudden Dave is for for me you know and Dave's um, amazing but he's just a completely different personality (laughs) like I'm just picturing like that's really what you experience and and that's why I say it's it's just so important to be able to learn what you can in each different situation. And I've learned a ton from getting to spend time with Reed more than I ever would have gotten to. So, right. And, you know, just coming out of a manager's meeting and listening to someone like Stacey Snodgrass talk about how she's constantly a student in everything. And that's a woman who's been successful in this industry, in this company for 22 years. And she is the one taking all the notes at the meeting She's taking every best practice from every person, even the one year on the job people. I mean, she is picking up tips from everyone. And unfortunately, through stuff like that, you also learn that people don't adapt to change appropriately or effectively. And you've experienced that as well. And it it took some hits too. And it, it made it tough to manage. And you did a great job of doing that. Thank you. Yeah, I want to be Stacy when I grow up. <laughs> Me, Me too. too. <laughs> For sure, we all want to be. It is funny yeah. about Stacy. She'll bring things like I sent her two years ago that I never really read. I just found yeah. somewhere, and she's like, look at all these great tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. She is a sponge, which is it's just amazing. And it, it pisses me off when I'm <laughs> yeah. like, when 
I mean, not the fact that she's like that, but the fact that I have some of those traits too. Like I want to learn. I want to be better. Mm -hmm. I basically, I want to keep up with the times and I don't want to be like the old person that like never changes my way. Let me go back to my note card file of all my my Rolodex, but you know, I want to try to stay up with stuff, but what pisses me off is when like someone sitting next to her in class is like their first time in training and she's like taking more information in than they are. Yeah. Yeah. I share that a lot. Darn it, Stacey. (laughs) So let's, to both of you, let's talk about more change we deal with often. And both of you have dealt with this this year is moving your office, Mm -hmm. terminating a staff member that was a key person, or maybe a staff member leaving on their own. Mm -hmm. And then, or maybe a loss of a big client. Any of you have some stories you want to share with that? Well, we're in this Nogwami studio in Kent, so... (laughs) I mean, I think it's an, I like change like Ashley. So, you know, maybe we're not the best people to give opinions on this because (laughs) talk about what you're doing, (laughs) what you're doing to adapt to it. I think it just is being in a a new environment. Like it's just, I think it's just important to be flexible in life, right? That's what I like about this industry is that some days it's kind of like, I picture myself in another life, maybe being like an ER doctor because I like live off the phones, ringing off the hook and half the staff is gone. I'm great. This is my moment. Right. (laughs) So I, I love it. I I have not seen that moment of you in a (laughs) few years. It's been a little while, right? I'm not in the mix of it, but like, I like to create it, right? Send out a call them all when there's only two people in the office. (laughs) This is why they don't let me touch things anymore. (laughs) But I think it's just all about being flexible and, 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 and problem solving. And, you know, if this isn't working, let's try this and just adapting and and accepting that things are going to change. You know, when someone who's, you know, it's not the people who come into your office and are only there for a couple months and they're like, this isn't a fit. It's those long-term people who are at the core of your culture. Mm -hmm. It always changes when they leave. It makes a big impact. And, and I think you find other people though, that maybe, they come out of the woodwork that you weren't expecting before. So you just, I think, have to be open. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about that, before Ashley expands, let's talk about you and your history with Express. <laughs> so Kelly worked with Express, one of her first jobs, FOC, and then she went, got recruited away. She shifted to a couple positions, got recruited away by some person dabbling some carrots in front of her. And then I sense that she wasn't the same happy Kelly and wasn't utilizing all of her best skills. So we recruited you back. So talk about that change and maybe how you adjusted to it and maybe how your thought process changed with it. When I was coming back? Yeah, or both. Yeah. So I think I think anyone starting out in Express, it's hard if you haven't experienced other company cultures to understand what another environment might be like. Express itself is a big company, but in reality, we're all working in very small businesses. So the company that I went to work for was a medium-sized business, but it was it felt huge, right? Even with having like, I think maybe it was 50 people tops working in the office and not a stretch. It still felt huge. Not everyone knew me. I didn't know everything about all of them. It it was weird. And it was this really long commute. And, um, you know, I've always lived maybe 15 to 20 minutes away from the Kent office. So when you have a long commute, you don't always take into consideration that all you, all that extra time that you had to really build relationships and go to the extracurricular activities, 
if you have an hour and a half drive and it took you, you know, you're in the car three hours, I don't want to go to happy hour. I'm so, I'm sorry. It's not that I'm not interested in you, but then I'm home at 10, right? So I think that was a, a big change for me. And also considering what types of tasks you like. I need diversity and a lot of different things. And I can't, I can't just sit down. Like I would not be a very good recruiting specialist for more than a day because I can't just only be on the phones. I don't think any of us in this room can do that. That's so hard. I had to do that for a little while and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I like diversity. And so working is not saying those recruiting specialists aren't masters at it. No, no, no. (laughs) Bailey in this office is so amazing at it, but I could not do that for a long period of time. And as a corporate recruiter, only recruiting recruiters, I was having the same conversation with everybody. You know, how's the weather over there? Great. Well, let me tell you a little bit. I could have the same conversation verbatim. So I think going to that job was such a good experience for me because it really, really, really pushed me out of my comfort zone. I started and then my boss went on maternity leave. So I was by myself and I was reporting to the CEO of this, what appeared to be a huge company to me. So it was super intimidating. But I learned who I was and that that wasn't for me. So coming back to express knowing who you are and what you want makes you so much better. And there's so many skills that I learned while I was there that have helped me dealing with managing partners and working with the franchisees. It's very similar. (laughs) But, But now you're just in a different place when you know what you want and that you appreciate what you have. And I don't think I could have done that the first time around. And I wasn't in the right seat on the the best. Right. Right. Okay. Ashley, let's go back to you and some of your recent big changes that you've had. Well, I think a lot of the changes that we've had within the office are people moving into different roles, especially early on. It seemed like we were hiring a new FOC every six months because we were growing so fast. And so we were moving people in to staffing roles or payroll or other roles. And so that that's kind of a lot of the change that we've we had for the first few years. How did you ad- adjust to that change with them? I think that one of the things that Matthew always brought and kind of has become our office motto is that this is a safe place to fail. I love that so much. And so in order to, you know, after we really, it takes a little while to get that into somebody's brain when they first get started because nobody's used to that. Nobody's used to being you know, it's okay if you mess something up or it's okay if you fail, as long as we can learn from it and talk about it and move forward. So once that, you know, kind of developed and everybody started to get comfortable with that, it became a lot, change became a lot less scary, I think, because as new things come up and you try different things, you know, you feel comfortable, you feel confident that this team around you has your back no matter what. And so it's not as scary to try new things or try new positions. And even somebody going into a a position, you know, finding out, hey, this really isn't the right seat on the bus for me, or this isn't the right spot for me. And we were always open and willing to hear that and say, okay, what can we do? How can we help you? Well, and you have done such a great job of making those big changes for other people so simple. Like you, it was like plug and play. Not that it was that easy for you or them, but, <laughs> but it yeah. looks that easy. <laughs> it does look that easy. So, and obviously now seeing and hearing your mentality on that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think too, I realized along the way as we were hiring new people that how important 
a sales mindset is really in every single position, no matter what, from FOC to recruiting to obviously sales or staffing. Um, but really in every position within the office, you have to have that kind of mindset, even if it's not your main role or your main position. So that helped too, because we were, we were really bringing the right people on. And so it made sense and it, it did flow a little bit easier because people were ready for that and excited about that. Well, and sales is in every single part of mm-hmm. the world economy. I mean, you don't get freight without sales. You don't get medical attention without sales. You don't get groceries without <laughs> yeah. sales. I mean, it happens. It's out there. And you make everyone MPC in their interview process, don't you? We started uh, that later on. We didn't do that. that at first, but we did it with the last few hires and everyone. It, it, just setting that expectation from the very beginning and making sure they understand the culture that they're coming into. So by the time they got in, they were like, yeah, this is what I expected. This is what I thought it would be like. Perfect. That's amazing. Great tip right there for everyone to take away too. All right. So you're about to experience change again with the Centralia office ownership changing this summer. Reed Bates has agreed to sell the office to Eric and Julie Schubert from the successful Vancouver office, Vancouver, Washington, that is. So what have you learned the best way to cope with the unknown? Because this is a whole new owner coming in. Obviously, you guys have talked and met, and we all know Reed is 100% supportive, and he wants everything to, you know, transition really well. And Eric and Julie are amazing and proven successful in this environment. But how are you going to help continue to keep your team moving forward through this process? Well, I'm hoping that they trust me a little bit by this point. (laughs) I know they do. We'll um, try and make that happen. <laughs> I mean, really hoping. But I think coming into the whole entire change, I I mean, it's scary. It's scary for anybody and it's a hard situation, but the more you get into it and the more when I met Eric and Julie, like and the more I hear about them, everything just lines up and it feels right and it feels exciting again. You know, it's 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 hard to keep everybody feeling that way on the whole team if they're, you know, if they didn't trust me, but I'm, I'm, you know, trying to share as much as I can with the whole team and make sure that they know, Hey, this, this is going to be good. This is our growth plan. You know, we're already on a great, um, you know, trajectory to just keep, keep going, keep putting everything into what you're doing. And it's only going to the only thing that's going to come from this change is going to be learning more things, trying different things, um, having different experiences, having a different perspective. And I think it can only be good. You've definitely been equipped to be able to handle that. And trust is huge. And that's my biggest takeaway from that statement. So thanks for that. You are amazing, Ashley. (laughs) I love spending time with you. I know Kelly does too. And I'm so glad that even through all this change, you still held true to yourself and you've helped carry your team and grow your team along the way. We spent a lot of time talking about how through the express model, we're really measured on growth. And not only are you helping to grow Centralia and our express brand, but you're growing yourself and your team too. So we appreciate everything you're doing to continue to grow within our region. And, you know, if you have any last minute thoughts or secrets or tips that you want to impart on us, we, we're all here for you. Well, I just want to say thank you to you guys because you guys have been a huge part 
in um, helping to shape who I am and the growth that I've had over the years too. So I appreciate you guys so much. My tip is for people to call Don and Kelly more <laughs> when you need them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's, no. no, we love it. We are, we're here. Well, but we're here. yeah, I mean, it's it's great to have your guys' support and have you there cheering us on and have you there in the good times and have you there in the bad times. And it's been so amazing to have. So I'm thankful. Well, we're excited to watch you continue to grow with the Schuberts moving forward and with Centralia and the Pacific Northwest. So thank you. Thanks for coming. That's it. Let's keep putting people to work, you guys, and um, adjust to change. And reach out to Ashley if you want some special tips. Or Kelly. They're good at it. Or (laughs) Ashley. (laughs) Or Kelly. (laughs)